It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Well, happy Monday. It is a bitterly cold start this morning. Temperatures in the teens and low 20s. We're going to warm up into the upper 40s and low 50s this afternoon under plenty of sunshine. Not as cold stepping out the door Tuesday morning. We'll see overnight lows generally into the 20s area wide and even warmer by Tuesday afternoon. We'll see highs in the low to mid 50s under a mostly sunny sky, even warmer by Wednesday. And currently, temperatures in the 20s this morning. I mean, it is chilly. Bust out that winter coat. 23 in Lynchburg, 24 in Bedford, 25 in Roanoke and Salem, 23 in Danville, 26 in Amherst, 25 in Appomattox. So uh, earlier in the show, we were talking about Taylor Swift and how some of those tickets are just completely out of control. 40 grand for a front row seat. Uh, One Taylor Swift fan. I learned, I was today years old when I learned they're called Swifties. You're welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says she regrets paying $5,500 for resale tickets. I'm embarrassed I did it. I would too. I regret it. I kind of just wish I had a nosebleed seat. She's been a Swiftie for 15 years. Was not enchanted by the way ticket sales went down for Taylor Swift's new concert tour. The 31-year-old eventually snagged tickets on the resale market for $5,500. Now she regrets it. Swifties across the country have been disappointed by high resale tickets and ticket scarcity. I mean, how do you... I I have on occasion bought tickets on resale. I'm just saying. Yeah, but did you spend that much money on it? Absolutely not. Okay. No way. She said for hours she sat in front of her computer, dust collecting as she waited for the queue for the most coveted show of the year. She uh, said her last name has been withheld over privacy concerns. Smart. (laughs) She uh, said she taught herself guitar by learning Swift's debut record. She had never seen Swift in concert and did everything she could to prepare herself for for maximum pre-sale luck. She bought merch ahead of the pre-sale registration and streamed music videos to try to land a coveted spot in line. She did receive a pre-sale code, but with Swifties across the country found out the queue for tickets was a madhouse. 2,000 plus people ahead of her and the line paused. She realized she was on her own, waited for three hours, started perusing StubHub for tickets that were already being resold. Saw prices ranging from five thousand to thirty thousand when she saw two floor seats priced under just two thousand dollars each she jumped at it with fees and tax the total came to fifty five hundred dollars her initial budget was five thousand dollars still ridiculous she uh planned to put the purchase on her credit card and pay it off over time using it as a way to build credit (laughs) yeah smart at first she was excited running off adrenaline that she had scooped up the coveted seats now she has buyer's remorse. You're saying she has teardrops on her guitar? That's that's what I'm saying. That's it. More than 3.5 million people applied for pre-sale codes. Two million tickets were sold in one day. Many are pointing to Ticketmaster's dominance. I wonder if things are going to change. I just want you to note mess. that I just uh, I just got you to giggle a little bit with a uh, Taylor Swift pun. You did, but see, now you're drawing too much attention to it. I you're, know. And you're but... taking the shine off of your moment of glory. I know. I know. I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard. I know. I know. But here's the thing. There's rare moments I get this, and I have. I had to acknowledge it. Okay. 
Well, you didn't have to. You could have been cool about it. I should have, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I tried so hard. <laughs> Look how good I did. I she knew says she feels like well. this whole thing is a dirty trick and she feels taken advantage of. Well, you were willingly taken advantage of as you budgeted $5,000 for a stinking Taylor Swift concert. Is there anybody out there you would pay $5,000 to see? Out there? I mean, is there anyone? Well, no. Now, technically, it was $2,000 a person. So is there anybody out there you would pay $2,000 to see? I want you to text me and tell me who it is, dead or alive. $2,000 you would pay to see them. 434-248-0704. 434-248-0704. What artist would you pay $2,000 to see? I cannot think of even one <clears throat> that I would pay that to see. Unless I was able to perform with them. Then maybe I would. Then I'd be like, but then that would cheapen the whole experience. So no, I can't think of anyone. Okay, Prince, yes, not a big not a big surprise there. I said dead or alive. Elvis Presley, okay. Fair. That's fair. Uh, you don't, do you have one? Anybody that you would pay? Music artist? No. Super Bowl possibly. If the Eagles were in it. No, it has to be a, it has to be an artist <sighs> that you would pay to see. No. Pay $2,000 to see. No. Oh my gosh, I just can't believe it. Yeah, send those in. I'll read them off later. Mm -hmm. um, or call me with one. 866-916-3776. I don't know that anybody's worth $2,000 to go see. I just don't think so. Uh, Full House star John Stamos is defending Aunt Becky. Where were you when this all this went down, John? That's what I want to know. He says she didn't know what was going on during the college admission scandal. He defended Lori Laughlin and her involvement in the uh, college admission scandal. He said she didn't know what was going on, and he added she served her time. He defended his former on-screen wife and her involvement. The near 42-minute mark of the conversation, which uh, was released actually this morning, Stamus spoke about how much they loved Laughlin. He revealed that he and his former co-star had talked the night before her recent comments uh, Shepard made on his show. In an earlier episode, the host admitted that discussing Laughlin on his podcast in the wake of uh, 2019 college admissions has been difficult. It was something that you were saying, like, I hate it when people bring her up, said Stamos, because if you defend her, then people get mad. And if you don't defend her, you feel bad because she's a great person. Shepard agreed. He said, I, I could just tell that um, it was what it was like to work with her. She was just so lovely. Samus said Laughlin played a lot of money as a result of her involvement. She set up a college fund for kids, and she went to jail. I'm going to say this, and she said I could. She wasn't really the architect of any of it. She was way in the background. She didn't know what was going on. She and her husband paid $500,000 to guarantee their daughter's admission into the University of Southern California. I kind of didn't get why it was a crime. Because I was like... Because it's been going on for freaking ever. Yeah. Ever. Just, I said that when it happened. I was like... I mean, maybe the person doing the actions was the crime, but like the parents... like You're going to make an example out of what Becky. What parent wouldn't 
try to do as much as they can to put their child in the most successful position possible. It's it's been happening since the beginning of time. There's build people with building names like there's exactly like they basically just cir- didn't donate to the school directly. Like yeah, I mean it, it's been going on forever. Now I will say them faking the photos and stuff like that that yeah. was pretty, but that's been going on too. So uh, we got a text. Did he did he stand up for Candace? <laughs> Not that I I don't know that that came up. Uh, he said uh, on armchair expert famous joke that he shouldn't have been famous uh, joke it should have been any other former full house cat, castmate who served time he named the late Bob Saget his former own screen niece Jody Sweeten uh, who has been very open about her past drug addiction and himself as options saying any one of us would have been a more likely candidate to do prison time than Lori Laughlin. All right, that's pretty funny. That's no, good. as far as I know, he did not, he didn't take up for, uh... And they might have not asked him, like, I, I'm assuming, because... Probably not. They asked him about this, so it's not like... So, it seems like he didn't go out, like, he's just gonna... Def- so, it'd been interesting if they asked what he would have said. Well, a- apparently she did do, do her time at a minimum security camp. Uh, she did have to wear a uniform, but she was able to... I mean, she was hardly doing hard time. She was taking classes in ceramic spinning and Pilates. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, she has made her return as Abigail Stanton on When Hope Calls. The show is a spinoff of Hallmark's uh, When Calls the Heart. And uh, she will next appear on Candace Cameron Burr's network, Great American Family, in a romantic comedy set to air in January of 2023. Oh, so look who's giving Lori Laughlin a second chance. Yeah. That would be DJ. Interesting. We'll be back. 866-916-3776. And I'll have some of your text on who you would pay $2,000 to see in concert. They didn't. They don't even have to be alive. You can either, you know, go back a few days. That's what people are paying to see Taylor Swift. Why? I don't know. I might see this guy in concert. Yeah. If I could. Okay. Root for it. It's coming. Is it? Oh, okay. You're going for the dead, not alive. He's he's amazing. Oh, that one might be worth it. You're right. All right. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to the Morning Jam. Some exotic booze. There's a bar in far The Morning Jam. Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. We are the Morning Jam. I've got your picture that you gave to me. So we've been asking you, is there anybody you would pay $2,000 to see in concert? And we did get some, and I said dead or alive. They can be dead or alive. Uh, Patsy Cline was one of the names that was mentioned as was uh, the Beatles, only if it was all of them, he said. Uh, we also had Whitney Houston mentioned, Michael Jackson mentioned. Uh, who else? Oh, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson. Uh, someone agreed with you on the Frank Sinatra. That would be great. Um, so literally, there is no one that our listeners would pay $2,000 to see 
that is alive. Right? Everybody that they've listed is somebody that, that's gone on before. Oh, David Bowie, Tom Petty, yeah, all dead. But there are people paying that much to see Taylor Swift. But apparently y'all would not be one of them. I think it's so much money that you would pick someone you can't, like you, you can go see people that are alive now, like if that makes sense. Like I think the factor of you haven't, like they're gone, I think plays a big part in why people think, are picking oh, I, them. Absolutely. I think that's what it is as well. But the bottom line is people do pay that much to see people. It's just none of our listeners would pay that much to, to see people. So there you go. So Morgan Freeman is back in the news today. You've been doing a lot of complaining about me, Bruce. Quite frankly, I'm tired of it. Wait, 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 wait. Don't come near me. Seriously, when I'm backed into a corner, I'm like a wild animal. I don't want to hurt you, but I will out of instinct. <laughs> you haven't won a fight since grade five, and that was against a girl. Oh. Yeah, she was huge. She didn't have that. <laughs> the sun was in your eye. Well, they're being very critical. Well, not of God, but they're being very critical of Morgan Freeman right now. Uh, apparently, his friends say, his fans say, they are hurt and angry. He is being highly criticized for performing at the opening ceremony of the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. The 85-year-old actor kicked off the opening ceremony of the competition yesterday by narrating the opening segment. I mean, and let's face it, he's got like the best narration voice in the history of narration voices. He told the crowd, we gather here as one big tribe and earth is the tent we all live in. Of course, the World Cup has been embroiled in controversy due to its host country and the concerns over human rights abuses there. The plight of the migrant workers who helped build Qatar's infrastructure has been highlighted frequently in the run-up to the tournament. Concerns have also been raised over the country's attitude towards the LGBTQ community Kick It Out's Qatar Working Group has said that despite repeated requests, proper reassurances over safety have not been given, meaning LGBTQ plus fans have largely stayed away from a country that criminalizes same-sex relationships. So apparently there were quite a few people who did refuse to perform at the tournament including uh, Sakura. Uh, she didn't, she wouldn't perform. Um, I mean, her ex also does play for Spain, so. Hmm. Interesting. I think PK is on the Spanish national team. Freeman's appearances at the opening ceremony is now being criticized on social media for a man who played Nelson Mandela, who knew better than anyone the impact of importance of isolation on a country and its success on the ground to change that nation's policy it's disappointing to see him take the money and support an oppressive regime another person added at morgan freeman very disappointed some people will do anything for money won't watch shawshank redemption again oh that's showing him okay oh boy one person said uh morgan freeman you should be ashamed how much did they pay you how much is your integrity never rise your voice to talk about minorities you just lost that privilege all right well it's going to be interesting to see what he has to say about that he usually doesn't pull any punches i expect he'll tell them what to take what to do with their opinions i mean maybe not maybe he'll apologize but i doubt it he doesn't hit me as that kind of 
of Guy. So do you think he has something to apologize for? No, think? it's complicated because I, I I'm going to watch the World Cup and we have Qatar updates on CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg. Because it's um, interesting. If they're all, if they've got their panties in a wad about it, they shouldn't be watching it. I feel very uncomfortable with the World Cup and how it became and what has happened and how FIFA, who is a not a great organization in terms of their corruption and how they handle things, mm-hmm. how they've catered to a country that does not treat people the right way. Right. And but that, that makes of, me uncomfortable. There's a lot of countries like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, China <laughs> yep. hosts Host the Olympics. The Olympics. And I mean, I'm not fully comfortable like so the next world cup is going to be in the u.s it's going to be it's a u.s mexico canadian split like all three countries are hosting it and like i am very excited about that because there's a world like it'll be the first time in my lifetime i could go to a world cup which if by then hopefully i can afford it that'd be cool like that's something i want to do it's the world cup it's the biggest event in the world okay but like because of how qatar got the world cup and their actions since then with if you want to look into this, the human rights violations that oh, took place. I don't think place. you have to look in, uh, yeah. into it. It's it's pretty. What what it took to it's not get a big secret. Let's throw out Qatar's country as a whole, like in terms of their stance against homosexuality, how they treat women. Like that's all bad. But how Qatar got the World Cup and the corruption that led, literally, like the FBI investigated, like all the corruption and and the leadership in FIFA had to change because of this. And then you add to the fact that thousands of people died and. They basically use slave labor in in order to build these these stadiums. And, so, and, so and the organization just had nothing after they did that. It's like it's on you. You got to get it done. That's fine. Yeah. And this country is counting on all this money to come in because of this investment they've made. Yeah, that's how it all works. But yeah, well, it, that's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. But if this many people are upset, is it going to work that way? I don't know. Oh, people, they're going to get plenty. They'll make so much money from this because people are still going to show up. And that's my it's thing. The World Cup. It's too big. Like. Like, for example, too big to fail. Like, someone put it this way it's 64 Super Bowls, and that's that because there's 64 games in the World Cup, and it's basically that is true. Like, this is gonna be the most watched, like, well, this is gonna kill the Super thing Bowl. Is, most you can't event. get on, on social media and beat up on Morgan Freeman if your butt's sitting in a chair watching the World Cup. I don't want to hear it. There's no difference. So, just shut up. If that's if that's your thing on it, then then don't watch it. It's, and I guarantee you some of these people griping about him are going to be sitting there watching that game. You you wait and see. I don't care what he did. Like, I'm not upset with Morgan Freeman for doing it. Like, I, I trust Morgan Freeman's a good person. It, it's more of how they got there He's, is the part I'm an, uncomfortable with. He narrated. With. He, he did a narration. He used his Y'all majestic, he used down. his God-given gift as a man who played God in a movie. Right. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> is uh, t- To help with that. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get upset over something, I've got something you could get worked up over. Pentagon is, <laughs> there you go, <laughs> the end, full stop. Uh, Biden administration has launched an extensive diversity and equity initiative in the military that has popularized elements of CRT and gender identity and significantly has weakened the U.S. armed forces. That according to a new report. Our military's singular purpose is supposed to be to provide for the common defense of our nature. It cannot be turned into a left-wing social experiment and used as a cudgel against America itself. 
and it cannot be paralyzed by fear by offending the sensibilities of Ivy League faculty lounges and progressive pundits. The Biden administration's insanity is eroding our greatest source of security in it. The report from Senator Marco Rubio and Chip Roy from Texas details how the military has allocated resources to root out extremisms within its ranks as it promotes predominantly left-wing ideas on race and gender. Well, this should get the real men run out of there really, really quickly. It includes documentation on how military employees promoted CRT and espouses anti-white views. For example, less than a month after his appointment by President Biden, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin directed commanding officers and supervisors at all levels to schedule a day to discuss extremism. Countering Extremist Activity Work Group later identified fewer than 100 cases of extremism from the 2.1 million active force forces of a rate of 0.005%. The report finds that instructors at military academies use anti-racist approaches to education that direct soldiers to center their understanding of American society on the acknowledgement of its racist past and present. That's useful. Rubio says these race-based initiatives are a distraction and a danger to American security. Rather than making the case for American greatness and protecting our nation, the military is parroting woke nonsense. We need to spend more time thinking about how to counter Chinese aircraft carriers, less time thinking about pronouns. You go, Marco Rubio. The, mm. I'm telling you, if they don't get this stuff in order, there's going to be big trouble ahead. Because nope, their recruitment's already horrible. And now we're doing sex reassignment procedures in the military. Oh boy. We'll be back. WDBJ7 on the way with your latest local headlines. And you wear the forecast. It's chilly. It's time for your morning jam weather brought to you by WDBJ7. Well, happy Monday. It is a bitterly cold start this morning. Temperatures in the teens and low 20s. We're going to warm up into the upper 40s and low 50s this afternoon under plenty of sunshine. Not as cold stepping out the door Tuesday morning. We'll see overnight lows generally into the 20s area-wide and even warmer by Tuesday afternoon. We'll see highs in the low to mid 50s under a mostly sunny sky, even warmer by Wednesday. Currently 28 degrees in Lynchburg, 27 in Bedford, 28 in Roanoke, Salem, and Danville, 30 in Amherst, and 28 in Appomattox. Well, we have had a lot of fires in our area. A brush fire in Boonesboro burned about 15 acres before the flames were out, and that was the third brush fire of the day for the Boonesboro Volunteer Fire and Rescue Company. Around 12.30, crews responded to an area of Holcomb Rock Road. After arriving, crews found smoke in the woods, couldn't find the source. A uh, landowner helped crews get to the fire by lending his uh, UTV to transport personnel. Uh, they also listed a total of 14 units that responded to the fire. No one was injured. Um, the cause of the fires was determined to be 
high winds pushing a tree onto the power lines after burning through the line, causing it to uh, catch on fire there. Uh, It is going to be far too windy and way too dry to be burning much of anything uh, right now. Uh, Also, the Bedford Fire Department, uh, they were also fighting a variety of fires uh, in that area. So I don't know. Probably some of that was started by humans. I mean, I hope not, but you just got to be got to be careful. If you're driving for Thanksgiving, here are the best and worst times to hit the roads. AAA predicts 54.6 million people will be traveling for Thanksgiving. No, thank you. Uh, it's expe- expected to be the third busiest for the Thanksgiving travel since they started tracking in 2000. Most travelers will drive to their destination with almost 49 million expected to travel by car. They say the best time to avoid all that congestion is early Wednesday morning or before 11 on Thanksgiving Day. The peak is Wednesday afternoon, but just expect heavier than normal congestion over the holiday weekend. You'll also want to avoid traveling between 4 and 8 on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Air travel's up almost 8% compared to 2021. TSA will say the lines are probably going to be quite long. They say flights are more full today than they were pre-pandemic. So you're going to be seeing fewer empty seats on those flights. And don't hold your breath for an empty middle seat next to you because it's probably not going to happen. If you can, try not to check your bags. That way, there's more flexibility if the flights are delayed or if you have to reschedule. Airport spaces also fill up fast, so you can reserve that spot early. We did a story last week, you remember, where uh, they've got Lowe's teamed up with Marriott, I think. And if you get laid over, they've oh, got some, yeah. free, some of the free hotel rooms. Now, when are you heading home? Wednesday, but I'm driving. In the afternoon? When I, As soon as I'm done here, so yeah. Oh, well, maybe maybe not. If you can leave, as long as you're not traveling between, oh, it says four and eight, that's right when you will be traveling, mm-hmm. isn't it? Or, or was, yeah. are you doing a show with Ed that day? We, yes, but okay. All right. it, it could be pre-recorded. I'm not uh, supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. It it depends. He has father duties that day as well, so it, it depends on our exact schedule. We might, uh, so hopefully, I'll get out of here some point in the afternoon. Okay. Between, so. All right. At latest, 6.30. Hmm. Which would give me home at 8.30. Okay. That won't be too bad. Well, home. Maybe. We'll see. So, so uh, an interesting story from Democrat Senator Warner. This is, a, write the date down. Senator Warner says Trump was right. What? Hmm. He is joining many U.S. officials saying TikTok is a major threat to America's privacy. You're a little bit late getting on board that one, buddy. Uh, Senator Mark Warner says former President Donald Trump was right to go after China, owning the uh, video sharing app TikTok. He made the comments during an appearance on Sunday, telling host Shannon Bream that the app represents a major threat to Americans' privacy. Why did it take people so long to get on board with this? I don't understand. But it does. Um, He said, I think Donald Trump was right. TikTok is an enormous threat. If you're a parent and you've got a kid on TikTok, I would be very concerned. 
all of that data your kid is putting in and receiving is being stored somewhere in Beijing. He's not the only one concerned. Most recent, a series of U.S. politicians and officials have called for a crackdown on TikTok. FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr called on regulators to ban the app in the U.S. FBI Director Christopher Wray warned that it contributes to China's status as the number one thief of U.S. data in the world. China's vast hacking problem is the world's largest. They've stolen more Americans' personal and business data than every other nation combined. He told lawmakers last week, adding specifically that TikTok included the possibility that the Chinese government could use it to control data collection on millions of users or control the recommendation algorithm, which could be used to influence operations. So if they chose to control software on millions of devices, it would give them the opportunity to potentially tactically compromise personal devices. What do you think about that, TikTok boy? Still produces good content. Yeah, I'm not sure. So you, so you don't. So it doesn't bother you at all. You're going to keep using it. Pro- it. I probably shouldn't, but yeah. You probably shouldn't. You absolutely shouldn't. Okay. Not probably. Well. Uh, oh my gosh, you guys kill me. And and look, you're just like my kids. My kids are the same way. They're like, eh, blah blah. Welcome in, Trojan horse. Come on in. Coming into the city gates. It's fine. Oh my gosh. I think they do need to ban it outright, personally. So, we'll see what happens. Um, he told, he called for the outright ban. He told Axios at the time, uh, there isn't a world in which you could come up with sufficient protection on the data that, um, that you could have sufficient confidence that it's not finding its way back into the hands of the Communist Party. TikTok pushed back, arguing uh, that the commissioner has no role in discussions with a committee on foreign investment in the U.S. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, we knew about this years ago. And I will say I did listen to that one. So, I don't know. I just don't understand why, why people your age just don't. You should understand technology better than anyone. Arguably. Yeah. I mean... I know they have my data. I know Apple has my data. I know Facebook has my data. I know they don't have the data like Apple does. Chinese. Oh, I 100% know Apple does. Okay, you know the difference. Apple won't share it, not even with authorities. That's the difference. Yeah, what they do have. Mm, I don't know. Oh, here's a little de- message to you from Nick. Soccer is the most boring sport imaginable. Well, it's <laughs> the most popular sport in the world, so it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just telling you. That's just what he said. A little message from Nick to you. Thank you, Nick. Not Saint Nick, just regular Nick. It's okay. <laughs> it's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. So we talked earlier in the show about how today is National Stuffing Day. That was even the source of our Mind Jam trivia. We asked you what kind of bread is the best to use for stuffing. And the answer was stale, stale bread. You all had a lot of opinions on it. Sourdough, some folks said. Some folks said wheat. Some folks said cornbread. Uh, I like to use a little bit of all that. I'm going to give you my tips on how to make a delicious Thanksgiving dressing. We're going to start by preheating that oven to 350 degrees. And then in a large pot over medium heat, you're going to add in your butter and let it melt a little bit. 
Next, this is when the magic happens. And this is just my opinion. Take that for what it's worth. I take all my onion and my celery and I put it in my Cuisinart and I absolutely pulverize it. If you looked at my stuffing, you would have no idea that it had celery and onion in it when in fact it has a lot of celery and onion in it, but not the big chunks. So I pulverize that. I work it into the butter and then I add my seasonings, thyme, sage, salt, pepper, poultry seasoning, and then I put in my chicken stock and I let that those flavors get really, really happy together. After that, I put the dried bread, whatever it is you're using. Personally, I like the Pepperidge Farms, you know, just the regular bag of the the herb stuffing, not the one, not like the box, but like the big bag. That's what I'll use if I don't have extra bread. And then I fold it in there. If it seems a little bit dry, you can add some more chicken stock. I will say you want that stuffing to be wet, but not soaked in, uh, in liquid. Spray your 9 by 13 inch dish. Then you're going to spread the stuffing evenly into your prepared dish. Bake it in the preheated oven for about 45 to 60 minutes. Uh, you can stir it if you like. My kids like it to be pretty solid and beautiful and brown on the top. That's how they like it to be. Uh, and then you can remove it from the oven. You can put a few uh, extra fresh parsley on the top if you like. But the key, I think, to making delicious stuffing is pulverizing that celery and onion and working it into your broth. It's super delicious. Want to see this recipe and the exact amounts? You can do that by going to our Facebook page. Just type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share. And uh, we'll talk about uh, how you can uh, have more recipes for Thanksgiving uh, coming up here on The Morning Jam. I think Lester's still on the line. Hopefully he is. Oh, gosh. Did we forget Lester? Oh, We nope. did. Oh. Lester, call us back. We'll get to you. Sorry. So. We're going to go to break. Yes, I know. I'll I'm be back. Waiting for the time. Here on the Morning Jam. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. We appreciate it. Happy Monday to you. Hope you're having a great start. It's a little bit chilly, but that's okay. We can handle that. Let's go to the phone lines now. Good morning, Lester. How are you this morning? Good morning. I had to go move my car. The tree trimmers are coming to cut some trees in my yard. And, uh, uh, they say nothing exciting happened around here, but it does this morning. But anyway. <laughs> you staying warm? <laughs> No, I'm playing a musical heater. I live in a camp, and you can't run two 1,500-amp camp meters at the same time. But that's all right. I'm, I'm dealing with it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we, we, were on, right. we were on that uh, uh, a transgender in the military. Oh, yeah. I was I was trying to get into my uh, uh, org yesterday, uh-huh. and I had forgotten my password. So they had to, when I went back into it, they, they, they started asking for personal identification. Sure. Personal information to get back. And one of the, you know, my town you were born in, Danville. Sure. Uh, fa- favorite food, pizza. And get this. Birth sex. What sex were you born? Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Janet. Oh. Are they trying to say uh, who are you? Uh, oh, you my know? gosh. 
Are you kidding me? No. That was one of the no. questions. That was uh, one of the questions to get back in and reset my passport. As a so veteran, anyway, what does that make you? How does that make you feel when you when you see something like that? Does it make you mad? Does it just do you laugh? Do they think I'm? Do they think I'm trying to pass for a woman now? You know. Well, yeah, maybe they thought you changed your mind after you got out of service. I don't know. Yeah. Craziness. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Oh Lord. Well, thank you for calling. Right. Hey, you bundle up and stay warm, okay? Okay, I thought I'd share that with you. Happy Thanksgiving. Don't oh, eat too much turkey. You too, darling. Have a good one. <laughs> wow. Did he just drop his security questions? Uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, he did. Uh, right Lester, there's... you might need to change those questions, my friend. That's right. Change your favorite food quickly. Do it. Uh, there is a Texas woman who is pleading guilty to smuggling a spider monkey in a beer box. <laughs> I almost stole a goat this I weekend. If you, if you want me, I'll just set up the... Have... Talladega Nights Club. I'm going to take you like a spider monkey. That's right. Jacked up on Mountain Dew. Um, Yeah, there was a a store that had live goats in it, and I'm just not a fan of that. I was like, I think I could get them in the back of the car, maybe. Texas woman has pled guilty to smuggling a spider monkey in a box that she alleged was carrying beer through Immigrations and Customs. Savannah Valdez, 20, was arrested when she tried to enter through the Gateway International Bridge in Brownsville, Texas, with the primate. Eagle-eyed officers at the border spotted the wooden box with holes inside her car. She said it just contained beer she'd bought in Mexico. But the officers opened the box and discovered the live spider monkey inside and directed her to pull over for secondary inspection. (laughs) Why? She refused and sped off, running a traffic light and nearly colliding with other officers and vehicles. Uh, investigators later found online ads for the sale of spider monkeys with her phone number listed. Come on. So she goes, apparently she goes there, she buys the spider monkeys, and then she sells them. Um, she did plead guilty to smuggling wildlife into the U.S. without first declaring and invoicing it and fleeing an immigration checkpoint. The monkey was taken to an animal shelter in Florida where it is safely living. Um, now listen to this. She is now we've got people being smuggled in daily, okay? We got that going on all over the place. She's scheduled to be sentenced in January, 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine if convicted over a spider monkey. That is crazy. I mean, come on. I'm not saying she should steal the spider monkey. That's monkey business. That's more than a little monkey business. That is insanity. $250,000 and up to 20 years. Not that she'll get that, but just the very idea, I think, is a little bit whack-a-doodle. Hi, why are you in jail? You see... I'm in for spider monkey (laughs) business. I don't know. (laughs) It's just crazy. She's probably not going to be considered too tough. Although, those spider monkeys can be mean. Yeah. Sometimes, so maybe. It could happen. Uh, a very and they didn't even send the monkey back. If you get caught, typically I know, they send in you Florida. back. I, shouldn't he be going back to you know wherever it How is? How about that? That they go. Although there are a lot of monkeys in Mexico, like they'll be hanging around sometimes and stuff. That's kind of cool. Uh, so unlike idiots in America who just like to throw flour on Andy Warhol displays to you know. That was in Europe. Pollution. Um, well, that may have been in Europe. I don't know. But people in America do it, too. Get I mean, we're point. just 
were just doing just stupid things to try to draw attention. Uh, teenage climate activists in Nigeria, in the largest city there, recycled trash into runway outfits for what they called a trashing show. And let me tell you, if you look at the video and the photos, they're amazing. The founder of Greenfingers Wildlife Initiative, a conservation group working with the activists, said the show was designed to raise awareness about environmental pollution. Lagos, one of Africa's most populous cities with more than 15 million people, generates 12,000 metric tons of waste daily. Wow. The implementation of environmental laws is poor. The World Bank estimates that pollution kills at least 30,000 people in the city every year. That's crazy. This year's show came just as world leaders wrapped up two weeks of climate talks in Egypt. In collaboration with the young activists and models, the Greenfingers Wildlife Initiative says um, it's out to recycle as many plastics as possible. They organize regular trash cleanups across communities and drainage ditches and beaches. The plastic litter is then used to create fabrics for the fashion show. Draped in red plastic spoons and fabrics, 60-year-old uh, Neathal Aguina says she joined this year's edition as a model to make a change. Now, that's how you do something interesting and innovative. And I'm putting this on our Facebook page. That is so cool. And you don't look stupid. You look intelligent and like you really do want to make a difference. Not just throwing oil on a painting or, or flour. I don't really get the whole flour thing. I mean, that's just a mess to clean up. That's just it's not going to do anything to the painting. I wouldn't think. So if you want to take a look at these, go to our Facebook page. I'll, I'll put the, the picture up. I mean, this looks like something that could be on Project Runway. It's that good. Have you ever seen Project Runway where they have to go no. into like a party store? Do, and Do I look like someone who would watch Project Runway? Actually, yes. When you were dating and stuff, I could see you no. getting sucked into that. I did. I will tell you, my my Mark, who's a pretty manly man, you've you've met. I I I if you told me he watched it, I would I'd be like, good for him. Uh, uh, he would. I I wouldn't say he sat down and said, oh, let's watch Project Runway. He I'm just not, he he allowed you to watch it. Well, he allowed me to watch it. That sounded bad. I mean, yes, like, that did not come that, out right at all. I apologize. You may need to go back he, on that one. He got sucked into it. It yes, was one of that, those shows. I, that's, I, in my head, I was like, you you, you put it on and he was in there. Like, that's what I meant to say. Okay, all right. And, and I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> so have you ever had that? I've had that happen, like, when he's doing his MMA yeah. fights. And, and he's watching them, and then I find myself getting sucked into the fight. My mom will do that. My mom it. has done that when I, like, watch a sporting event. Right. Like, she'll get sucked into it. Yeah. So, that's how he watched it. He yes, just got sucked into it. Yes, I apologize, Janet. Okay. Like, you, you, knew, you knew what I meant, but I didn't mean that. <laughs> that's pretty great. He allowed you to watch it. That's so funny. Usually, what he'll do is when I'm watching something he does, doesn't want to watch, like, uh, you know, the Great British Bake Off or something like that, he'll come up and he'll go, Okay, while this is riveting, could we watch something else nice. for for a little bit? Thank goodness for Tulsa King. At least we have something we can both agree on. Yeah. So I got that going for me. Guys, I hope you have a fantastic Monday. I We're hope gonna, your brain works better than mine. Yeah, and you're at least the brain to the mouth anyway. <laughs>
fingers crossed. All right. Have a great Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. Hey, look at it this way. For most of us, it's going to be a short week, and it's probably a good thing that it is. Bill Trapero is going to be coming up here shortly. And uh, CBS News ahead. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Morning Jam. Have a great day.